Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Well, Richard, it's good to be with you as always. Well, thank you. No, you don't sound so hot there. No, I've actually got a cold today. It's uh, I, I got back from Nigeria not long ago and uh, was so proud of myself. I hit the ground running, and uh, but I something came back with me, I think, <laughs> and it caught up to me. I, that's the problem when you slow down. Then I, I, I hardly ever get sick when I'm going 90 miles an hour. But yeah, but that that stinking immune system. It just, oh boy, it takes any chance it'll get any any slack you leave. It'll hop yeah. on there and so hopefully it's uh our listeners today can uh, hear through the yeah. stuff knows we'll, we'll and try, try and muscle through this <laughs> on the, on their behalf so well today we're talking about one of those uh maybe unsavory topics of leadership yeah, yeah. um the the topic of of criticism yeah one of those inevitable things if you're leading you yeah. will always experience at some point uh and yet it's uh, we know that and yet, sometimes it uh, can certainly wear us down. Uh, you, you know, I've known some folks that, uh, boy, I tell you, they, they were great leaders. They were having enormous success. And basically, a handful of leader, uh, of critics derailed them, got mm-hmm. them sidetracked, uh, got them defensive, made them miserable. I knew a guy that uh, was had, had grown a church from a couple hundred to over a thousand and probably... Uh, critics you could not you could count on the fingers of one hand drove him away and um, you know I always kind of think well you've got 995 people that love you and appreciate you but five critics drove you away but that's the nature of criticism it has a way of kind of getting under our skin and uh, and derailing even some of the best leaders yeah so why do you think people would, would even criticize well, you know, in in one sense, it seems kind of crazy because oftentimes the, the, what they're criticizing is uh, growth, uh, change. Uh, they're they're criticizing leadership. You'd think, hey, they ought to be happy that someone's leading, that uh, that this organization's moving forward. But you know, you just gotta speak the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and and so I think there's a number of reasons why people criticize. I think it's probably important to take a moment just to recognize that there is a reason. Right. Uh, there is a motivation that causes people to criticize oftentimes very good leaders. Um, one is just because leadership involves change. And yeah. as we've seen uh, before, uh, people are just naturally resistant to change, even if things are bad. It's amazing. I mean, things can be, a church, for instance, or a business could be declining and uh, in in very bad shape and you'd think any change w- would be welcomed uh, because we're, we're headed toward bankruptcy and, di- and closure at this point and yet even when things are in dire condition you try to change something and there'll be those who want to debate it and argue about it and and say that's not the right change for this situation and uh, and, and so you know change certainly creates opposition you can count on that you try to change something there will be those who will criticize, even when it's obvious that change needs to take place. Yeah. Um, the second reason some people can criticize is because uh, they're a competitor of yours. They they want their way to be done, not your way. And your success means their failure, at least in their eyes. Uh, so they don't want you to 
be too successful because maybe they want to be the dominant voice in the organization and they want their way and uh, maybe they want your job. And so the the more success you have, the less likely it is that they're going to ever get to sit in your seat. So uh, there are those who will just dog you all the time uh, and sometimes literally just trying to hound you out of the job, just, just wear you out till you leave and then then they can be in charge. Maybe they're a VP, and and if, if the CEO gets run out, maybe they'll be the one asked to be the CEO next. Or I've known oftentimes uh, lay people in churches that uh, really wanted to be the pastor themselves, and especially in smaller churches. And uh, so they, I've known churches uh, where the, the dominant layman drove off five or six pastors, and each time the pastor left, they took over and ran things and even did the preaching. And then ultimately they called another pastor and, and that person got driven off as well. So sometimes it's, they have their own agenda. That's why they're criticizing. It's really not about really anything to do with the quality of what you're doing or changing. It's just they want your job. They, they don't want you to look good. And, and along with that is jealousy. You know, yeah. it kind of goes hand in hand, uh, when you're successful, I, I, I know people that, uh, for instance, uh, maybe in their area, they're not having success. And so uh, for you to change something or to, to lead well and have success, that exposes the fact they're not having success. And so if they're going to have a miserable uh, experience in their own leadership, then they want you to have one too. So there are some people literally that just just envy people. Uh, it's almost as if they feel like, well, everybody ought to have some criticism and you seem to be the golden boy that everything's working out for. So I'll just be your self-appointed critic so that it's not too easy for you. And and maybe the last uh, reason just to point out is that Satan uh, just does not want especially God's people to succeed and especially if they're doing God's work, uh, particularly in the church, but uh, also Christians just being successful in the business world. uh, There, there is an enemy. uh, And sometimes it has nothing to do with you or how you're leading. It's that you have an enemy who hates you and wants you to fail. And sometimes there's, I've seen criticism and opposition that didn't even make sense. It wasn't even rational. But you realize, well, yeah, it's not rational because it's motivated by evil. And there's just there's evil out there that will just strive to bring you down uh, just because you're bringing glory to God when you do your job well and you reflect well on God. And so uh, there'll be those who will just oppose you and criticize you, try yeah. to tear you down and bring out the worst in you. And, uh, and we need to be aware that we're in a spiritual warfare Oftentimes, that that's expressed through criticism. Yeah, and so, you know, thinking about how people criticize and the reasons they do, and I, I think one thing that comes to mind too is there are just critical people. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's yeah, that's another great one. And you so, know. I, like, yeah, how, how would you differentiate? You know, like when when you're leading something and and trying to to parse out, well, how much of this is legitimate or or you know jealousy based, and how much of this is just that person's critical and and I know no matter what I do, you know, they're going to have the the devil's, you know, they're going to be the devil's advocate. Yeah. They criticize everybody. And well, that's a good question. And and there's a number of things I think that you need to do in response to criticism. When someone criticizes you, uh, I think there's a number of 
ways you need to respond to that. And of course, not all criticism is the same. It's motivated by different things. You need to understand why is this happening? What's the motivation behind it? Um, and so a couple of things I'd say in terms of that, one is just don't be surprised by it. If you know, a leader should never be surprised when they're criticized. Uh, if you are, you just don't understand leadership. Mm. You will be criticized. It's just a matter of time. And it, it doesn't matter how well things are going. We, we sometimes think, well, we'll be criticized if things are going poorly. But often some of my worst criticism has come after success. Mm. Uh, and, and that early on in my leadership, that really blindsided me because I thought, hey, I'm safe now. We just had the biggest attendance we've had in years. We just had a, a raging you know, success. Uh, and so things should be, I should be clear for a while. Yeah. And then slam. Uh, someone that just feels like this is all too good. You know, we're going to need to find something negative here. Uh, something, it's not, can't all be perfect. So don't be surprised by it. Uh, but a second thing I would say is also don't take criticism personally. You know, yeah. I, I've known some really wonderful uh, Christian leaders who just took everything to heart and agonized over things. And when someone was upset with them, they assumed it must be their fault. You know, what did I do? I, I must have come across poorly. I, I must have said something wrong. And uh, there are times when I've known um, well-intentioned, good-hearted leaders who beat themselves up because uh, they've been criticized. Well, I something must be wrong. I must have done something wrong. And uh, and or we take it very personally, and so uh, perhaps you've come to a leadership position, you get criticized, and so you immediately uh, get your feelings hurt, and you think, well, why am I working hard like this if I'm just going to get criticized, or I, I just made a huge sacrifice for this organization, and this is all I get? Yeah. Well, if I'm, if I'm going to be treated like that, then I'm out of here, and I've seen folks that it got under their skin. Of course, critics often, that's what they want to do. They want to get under right. your skin. Uh, oftentimes, critics don't have nearly the same power that a leader has. Uh, you know, they, they, they don't control the budget like the leader does. They don't have the staff like the leader. They don't, they don't have the platform. So all they can do is get under your skin and become an irritant. And if you let them get under your skin, if you, if you take it personally, if you start to let it get in your head, then you've given them way more power than they actually have. They don't, they don't have real power. They just have kind of fake power, which is if I can get in your head, I can get you starting to think about me all the time and, and getting upset about what I said and getting defensive and uh, irritable, then I'm winning. And so mm -hmm. I, tell, I tell people, don't, it's, it, criticism comes with the job. Uh, it doesn't matter if it was you or 100 other leaders. They'd be criticizing them the same way. So it's not about you. So don't don't let it become about you. Uh, and uh, and so if you need to, just back off and say, hey, this is starting to get too personal for me. Uh, this is I'm a leader. This is just what happens when you lead. I need to keep it objective here and just deal with it the way it is, and not begin to wonder if I made a mistake or second guess all my leadership ability and or just get petty and feel sorry for myself and have a pity party because uh, no one appreciates me. Uh, you've got to learn to kind of suck it up as a leader and say that's what happens when you lead. Right. Well, I know you've got a couple of more there, um, but let's take a quick break here and then we'll come back and, and look at some more ways that we can handle criticism. Ready to take your leadership to the next level? 
The Entrepreneurial Leaders Program is a one-week intensive course at Oxford University designed to help marketplace and entrepreneurial leaders develop the skills they need to have a greater impact on their business and community. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study under Dr. Richard Blackaby and other leadership experts at one of the world's most prestigious academic institutions. This transformational course will run from August 11th through 19th, 2019. For more information or to register, visit entrepreneurialleaders.com. The link will be in the show notes. So Richard, it's it's difficult for anyone to face down leader uh, cr- criticism as a leader, yeah. uh, and that we certainly have a, uh, a negativity bias. Those, those critics kind of stick with us longer than those who praise us. What are some some other takeaways that we can have when we inevitably, as we lead, face criticism? Well, uh, there's a number of things I think we can do. We mentioned a couple, but I would also say, you know, there there is a a common adage that says uh, there's always a kernel of truth in every criticism. Yeah, and you know, it may be uh, exaggerated and overblown, but if you dig down uh, to the core, you'll probably find that well, okay. They exaggerated this, or they overgeneralized. But you know, you do tend to do this sometimes, and you can make an adjustment. But I would, I would push back and say there often there is a kernel of truth. There's often some source from which these critics are jumping on and uh, and then exaggerating, perhaps. But sometimes there isn't. Sometimes these people are just jerks. <laughs> you know, sometimes they're just negative people, and uh, and they're hostile towards you. And uh, I've known some really good-hearted leaders who beat themselves up trying desperately to find what that kernel of truth was. They couldn't, mm. fi- they couldn't find it because it wasn't there. And so, uh, you know, whenever, if, if you're criticized, I would always say, well, do examine, do take a moment and reflect and say, is there truth here? Uh, but you may not find any truth. And, and that may be because there isn't any truth. Mm. This just may be outright evil. Uh, and there, and now you're, you're navel gazing, looking for that kernel of truth when there is no kernel of truth. So, um, always take it seriously. Always take a moment and reflect and and do an honest accounting. But it may well be that this is completely fabricated criticism, and if that's the case, then treat it that way and move forward. Let it go. Yeah, that you know that can be incredibly liberating for people. Yeah, uh, to to realize that you know some of the critics and some of the criti- uh criticizing of your leadership it may just simply be uh people who don't like you yeah and so and and they may be just for no other reason that you're you hold the job they want and so yeah. you know nothing that you've done uh but it, so you've got to take a hard look at that i i'd say also you you need to keep your heart right because uh, nothing will expose uh flaws and cracks in your christian life and trust in god than criticism mm. that it's like criticism is kind of like putting fire underneath you to find out just how pure you actually are. Mm. Uh, you know, everybody can look pretty pious and Christian when everything's going well and you're being praised, but criticism has a way of peeling away a lot of the surface kind of, uh, facade. And you realize, is this guy really a loving person? I mean, when everyone is nice to him, he seems very loving. But when he's getting criticized, is he still humble? Is he still loving? Is he still kind? Uh, and so criticism sometimes exposes what our heart condition is really like. And so really work hard to have your heart pure so that you don't get 
into a pity party. You don't get angry. You don't start slinging mud back yeah. at people that criticize you. A couple other things I would say, and we touched on this earlier, but uh, when you are criticized, uh, consider the source. Yeah. And I think that's crucial. Now, you know, there are some people that I know are my friends, and I know that they've been there for me, and I know they've spoken words of life into into me, and that 99% of the time when uh, I'm talking to them, they're affirming and encouraging. So when all of a sudden they say, Richard, you know, have you thought about this? Or I'm kind of concerned about that. Boy, I listen to them because I know they love me. I know they're my friend. Yeah. And I know that they don't just every time they see me criticize me. So I want to take that seriously. But, you know, there may be someone who is a chronically negative. I mean, everything that they ever talk about, there's something wrong with it. They, they may pride themselves in finding the one thing that's wrong with uh, people and programs. If that's the case, then uh, I also have to take that into account. And, um, you know, there are people that like to criticize others, but they don't have any successful track record themselves. It's like, well, how, how do I take you seriously? You, you don't even run your own department well, but you want to criticize mine. Or maybe your own personal life is a total disaster. Uh, your health, your finances, your personal life, your relationships, <clears throat> everything in your life is a disaster. And so how do I take seriously when you start to point out things in my life? You have to be careful with that because they, they, you know, they still could be pointing out truth. But, but I tell you what, when people really have their own act together and they're dealing with issues themselves, then when they suggest I need to deal with an issue, I take that more seriously because yeah. I realize they're, they're, talk, they're, they're walking their talk. Uh, they deal with, they address their issues, and now they're pointing out an issue that they think I need to address. Well, hey, if they're doing it, then maybe I need to listen as well. And, uh, and then also just, are these people experts? And again, you know, some people can still stumble upon truth about me that I need to, to address, but there are some people that really know what they're talking about and others that don't. Yeah. And I've had people that they have no idea what I do in my, my work. They have no idea the challenges I face, but they just have suggestions how they, from sitting out in the audience, they can tell that I should do this better or that better. I'll listen to them, but um, you know, at the same time, uh, there are times where I'll just realize they don't really know what they're talking about. And Yeah, I, I think it's easy to, to sit in an audience and, and say, hey, well, here's some points on you know, how you could present better or yeah. you know maybe let me give you this encouragement on uh, <laughs> uh on how to talk to to large audiences or something when they themselves have i mean they right they maybe have never uh, done that so and i i mean i've had that happen where and not again to say that i don't have room to improve but uh someone is sitting in the audience and i'm i mean i i speak for a living i travel around the world speaking and i've got people coming up that don't speak anywhere who have suggestions how I could improve. And, and maybe, maybe it's true, you know, as a sure. listener, maybe they did pick something up. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when, if they are a, a well-known speaker themselves and they have a full calendar of invitations because they obviously know what they're talking about, I tend to listen and take that even more seriously mm -hmm. because obviously they, they're an expert in the subject. They've studied it. They've worked on it themselves. So you know you you weigh you weigh the critics. Uh, they, they sometimes a critic can stumble upon something that's true, right. but uh, nonetheless, the, there's some that just automatically carry more weight with me because I just take them seriously and 
And I think sometimes you need to just not take critics seriously. That's that's a great response sometimes is just don't take them seriously. And that, that's really another thing just to, to, to point out is um, you have to consider, do I even need to respond? I know mm. some people that they don't have an audience. Uh, no one listens to them. No one takes them seriously. So when they criticize you, what they desperately want is an audience. They right. and, and you, if you've ever answered a critic on Twitter or Facebook, you know what you <laughs> know what happens. The comment section is a great place. To <laughs> you know, then they, they have like three followers themselves, and so they take on someone that has thousands of followers, and no one would care if all they did was just tweet to their three followers. It's their mother and their brother, and you know, their wife, and and so no one's no one cares what they think but if they can engage you in a running battle all of a sudden now all of your followers are listening to what they have to say mm. uh, and so i found sometimes the, the the single best thing to do with critics is just isolate them just ignore them and that that's that drives critics crazy because <laughs> they they want an audience they want to be listened to uh and I've said this before, uh, it's just been kind of my experience, is that there are some people who have nothing really positive to say themselves. And so what they want to do is just have a ministry of criticizing others. And, uh, and, but if no one listens to their criticism, then they're yeah. muted. And so yeah. sometimes the best thing to do with a critic is simply ignore them. Yeah. And uh, that could be devastating to them. But sometimes, you know, if, if this critic is, works for you, uh, if they're an employee, uh, or they're a member of your church, uh, sometimes critics, I mean, sometimes ignoring them will just silence them and, and isolate them and uh, put them in a place where they just have no credibility. But but sometimes they're like a poison. They're like a cancer. They, hmm. They're just a steady negative voice that begins to sour a whole culture. And, you know, you, all it takes is one or two negative critical people in a meeting to turn the whole meeting south. And yeah and make it a bad experience. We, we were having a very positive meeting. Everyone was real excited and pumped up. And then this person began to spew all the negativity and now everything has gone quiet and the, the enthusiasm has left the room. And so, or, you know, one critic keeps looking for someone else and now they've got two or three of them. They're growing still a vast minority, but, uh, it's some good people are getting sucked into mm -hmm. this negativity and, so sometimes I realize that uh, as a leader, you've got to confront it. You've got to have a face-to-face. -face. Uh, you've got to uh, challenge it. Sometimes you've just got to come right out and just publicly say, this, is, uh, this isn't true. This is false. This is a lie. Uh, and sometimes I think even you've got to, uh, you know, if, if you've got someone on your team that is just a chronically negative, critical person, you may want to get them off your team. Mm. It's one thing to have people who just speak the truth and challenge uh, presuppositions. Uh, it, it, it never hurts to have some people who have a different perspective. But if they just feel it's their job that no matter what you, you take on, they're going to criticize it, then I think sometimes as a leader, you owe it to just the rest of the team to remove those negative voices. That they, they're not, It's not necessarily based on genuine conviction. It's just that they're a negative person. Uh, you know, I, there's a, a great story. Uh, John Rockefeller, uh, of course, was a, a brilliant a businessman. At, at one point, uh, he was walking along a sidewalk with uh, one of his associates, and, and uh, Rockefeller had been criticized. 
and uh, his associate was saying, uh, Mr. Rockefeller, don't you think you should respond to that? Don't you think you should uh, refute what's being said? And just then he saw a worm uh, slithering across the, 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 the sidewalk, and Rockefeller pointed to the worm, and he said, do you see that? He said, when I, when I stop and uh, give my attention to it, I've just wasted my time giving attention to a worm, he said. But if I ignore it, it'll disappear. And uh, pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty uh, old burn kind of moment. But uh, and I mean it, that can sound kind of uh, pretty arrogant in one sense. But uh, but what I've all, all often found is that when you you sort of it's like a fire. If you don't give it oxygen, it it just goes out. Hmm. And sometimes when critics the, the critics are looking for a fight. I mean they they want someone to argue with. They want someone to debate with. And if you just are unwilling to get in the ring and let them flail away at you, they move on or they, they people just turn their attention away and uh, they, they no longer have an audience. The, the last thing I would just say as far as criticism is, so there's a great verse in, in 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. And there's times where you just need to trust in God's uh, uh, affirmation of your leadership at a certain point. Uh, there are some great uh, verses as well that talks about God being our shield. And there's yeah. times where you just need to let him defend you uh, because you can, like Rockefeller understood, you can end up, when you, when you put your focus on possibilities and opportunities, uh, you, can, you can have some in- incredible success and growth. But if you start to get distracted and you start spending all of your energy and focus on answering your critics, uh, then your work, your productivity is going to decline. Yeah. And you're, you're never going to get ahead by just spending all of your energy facing your critics. Uh, it, 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 they will always be a distraction. Sometimes you just have to deal with the distraction because it is beginning to affect the whole organization. But, um, but just know you're never going to be like increasing sales by chasing after critics right you know you're not going to be expanding the church by answering critics all day right so whenever you there are times you have to just part of the 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 messy part of leadership sometimes you got to you may have to get in the ring and kind of silence this critic once and for all but uh but just understand you're not advancing when you do that Mm -hmm. you're you're taking care of business sometimes but you're not moving forward and so as quickly as you can uh, change your focus away from the critics and get on to uh, productivity and work and possibilities, the better. And so don't, don't let critics uh, set the agenda for your leadership. Mm. You'll end up with a very negative, uh, responsive leadership where you're, you're, you're not being proactive, now you're having to react to what all your critics are saying. And now they're in the driver's seat, not you. And so... By getting pulled into the ring, you're no longer in charge anymore. You're you're just responding to what critics are are, are flinging at you, and and that's a very unhealthy way to lead. Well, I think that's a, a great word to lead on. Not letting critics set the agenda. Yeah. For your leadership. So thank you very much. Good. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed. Review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.